0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. But before we begin, I want to throw a few things at you that are happening in the community that are just super exciting and we would like you to be aware of. First, with the 13th annual Three Principles United Kingdom Conference. It's at Stone X Stadium in London, man. Get your tickets. You can attend virtually or in person. But it's the biggest and largest global gathering of the Three Principles practitioners and speakers that we currently have. And we would really like your support. Yours truly we will be speaking there as well, I think, on the first day opening up. But please, please, please get your tickets. Come out and support all of those amazing. There are going to be so many great topics and, and things that we talk about, which shows the universality behind this understanding. You're going to hear talks on different religions. You're going to hear talks on different ways of experience and preferences for your life. But what you're going to also hear or feel is the undertone of how this understanding helps with all of those situations. It's a true, true example of what this looks like before the form. So again, truly excited about that and hope to see you there. I am also thrilled to announce that we currently have an article um, that's being reviewed by the Journal for Positive Psychology. This article is an introduction to innate health as a central, impactful, and measurable valuable in the mental health game. Um, It's done about men living in prison and this article is a rigorous investigation and the findings are astonishing so we hope that you can get out and take a look at that as well At 3prc three principles research and consulting so we hope you can look at that they will also be presenting at the conference june 19th to hear more about that this article is one we want to share because it points to how well this understanding works with helping people in their life again please go out and read the article share it to show Um, how this understanding can help support any, anything that we are facing. Thank you so much for listening, and um, yeah, welcome to today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have so much fun today. Special treat, friend, colleague, and someone who I don't even have to pronounce her last name because she says everybody gets it wrong. (laughs) I'm just going to start it off by saying welcome, Sharon D. I'll start with that. I'll start with that. But I'm going to take my stab at it. Sharon D. Ubaldo.
1: Hey, you got it right. That never happens. That's Boom.
0: Happens. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me. I, I will take any opportunity to talk to you for half an hour or so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, so that everybody else know who you are and, and why they should love you. I already know. I already know why I love you. Uh, but, you know, share with the audience a little bit about Sharon and how she shows up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they'll love me right away. My husband constantly tells me I'm an acquired taste. That's always been, <laughs> that's always been his thing, that it takes a while to get to love me. But um, yeah, who knows? But yeah, so I, I'm a um, transformative coach, just like you are. Um, and I'm the mom of two amazing boys. So I have a three year old James and a 16 month old Nash and they keep me, me and Chris and I I often just say me, but Chris and I, they keep us extremely busy, but um, you know, we're, 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 we're loving it and they constantly bring us back to earth all the time. And Show us how simple and lighthearted life can be if we let it be. So, yeah, we're having a lot of fun right now with them. We moved back to my hometown a couple of years ago and we're enjoying, you know, the slow pace of a small town. So, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So. I I heard in that mother. Yes, because a lot, a lot, you know, is around. Being a mother, obviously. Well, being a father too. Shout out to all my dads, because this will probably yeah. air somewhere around Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to, yeah. to Chris. All right, right now. Yeah. But but no, um, I think one of the things, I'm just gonna jump straight into it, that I loved most about you is that when we came out of Super Coach Academy, you took a different track than most. We got out mm-hmm. and tried to get our feet running, um, and we wanted to just mm-hmm. dive into this thing, but I I noticed you took a pause. Mm-hmm. and um it wasn't too much later when we reconnected that I found out why and it was just so fascinating to hear and really I just want to go into the part of that uh, that that taking that that step back mm-hmm. and and being a full-time well you're always a full-time mom but but really the focus on being a mom and then your own growth and then we'll go from there but so I, I hope that set it up for you but <laughs>
1: no yeah definitely um So I I was in Supercoach with you, right, to get our our, our coach certification. And um, before I joined Supercoach, I was pretty new to this understanding of the three principles. So I'd only came across it maybe four or five months before I joined Supercoach. And when I graduated from Supercoach, I was pregnant at the time with Nash, my second. And for one, I was so sick during my pregnancy, I just didn't have the energy to jump right in and try to develop a coaching practice and work on my business um but part of it was i could just feel this calling to kind of wait and and deepen my grounding a bit before i felt ready to help other people um i knew there was so much more for me to see um and so so many more insights for me to have before i felt ready and i didn't feel ready right and there were times where i was like oh, i should feel ready i should just dive right in jump right in but i didn't push myself the old me would have pushed myself to just you know jump right in do what everybody else is doing and i just felt a calling to kind of pull back weight and then after i had nash um honestly i just wanted to spend time with my family yeah. you know and we really could have used the income and then we could have used me working in my business and me coaching because um my one son james he was born three months early and he has um he suffered brain damage at birth, so he has cerebral palsy and he has you know, pretty extreme medical expenses. So there was a little bit of this sense of urgency that, oh, I don't have the luxury to take time off. But I, but honestly, I just, I kind of trusted that it just wasn't my time yet, that we'd kind of figure things out. And I knew I wasn't going to get that time back with my kids when they were young. So I, you know, I trusted that it wasn't my time to, you know, to follow my dreams and develop a coaching practice that, I just knew that it was their time, not mine. I just wanted to savor that time with them as much as I could and yeah. while I deepened my grounding in this understanding. And honestly, I just learned so much over this past year. Like Nash had a lot of issues as well, not as many as James, obviously, but it was such a good way to see where there were rubber meets row with this understanding. Yeah. And yeah. I learned so much in the process and now I actually feel ready To show other people what I've learned in this past few years so it was just honestly a nice break from everything to just be with my family live life and in the process you know keep my grounding at the same time
0: oh man I love that thank you for the the openness but not a but but thank you for the openness (laughs) um what's the day like what's the day like
1: like a day in the life of me
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, so it, it, it's, it's, it's busy, for sure. You know, we don't have daycare for my kids right now. So Chris and I are both trying to, you know, work from home while taking care of two kids. And James, yeah. obviously has, has more needs than the average child. But since coming across this understanding, I realized that most of what I thought used to make me busy before is just a lot of what's going on in my head.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: like that was the major thing that used to overwhelm me and make me feel tired and busy. But now that I, that I know to kind of take that with a grain of salt and just kind of let the thoughts flow into now, I don't, even though my life is way busier than it was three years ago and before I came across this understanding, I actually feel less busy now than I did before I had kids, which is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. Right? I don't well, just, really
1: let myself get caught up in yes, my to-do list yeah. and, you know, the million things I need to get done in the day and the tantrums, I just kind of take it all in stride now and try to enjoy the moment, knowing that I'm not going to enjoy every moment, right? Like when the kids yeah. have meltdowns and tantrums and, you know, puke and spill things everywhere, I, you know, I don't try and hold myself to a stand. I'm enjoy all the moments, right? Oh
0: my God, yes.
1: And I I used to try and think that going, well, if I deepen my grounding enough, then everything would seem peaceful and great. And I'd love all of it. You know, I don't hold myself to that standard anymore. You know, I try to be a bit more grateful for the highs and more graceful with the lows. And that's really kind of helped me enjoy it all and find peace in it all and be less hard on myself. And I'm not enjoying all the other things in between.
0: Man, I um. I want to put a public service announcement out that <laughs> if you get an inclination that you need to slow down and take some time for yourself, do that because that, what yes. you just expressed is so beautiful. And sometimes we'll wrap that up in, Oh, you're just self doubting yourself or you're, mm-hmm. you're just, you are just not committed to the process or you, you know, right. we'll make up all of that. But what you just Experience throughout those years is invaluable for what it could possibly do with helping other families, um, other coaches, or just people in general. Um, cool. So I, I love definitely, life. I love. That.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's just I think as a society in general, we're we're. It's almost like there's a badge of honor for how busy we are how stressed we are, how much we can tackle off our to-do list, right? How much we can accomplish you know, what promotion we can get. There's such badges of honor for that, but that doesn't get us what we really want in life. Because at the end of the day, the reason we're doing all those things, in my opinion, is is to get a nice feeling
0: yeah (laughs) you
1: can't find those nice feelings in that it just honestly takes you further away it causes more stress more overwhelm but it's like there's this care that we think that if we keep trying harder we can get to that care and then we'll get everything we want in life right but honestly I'm starting to see and this was not me three years ago right I was very (laughs) into that you know if you want something you work hard the harder you work the more you'll get the happier you'll be but I've seen time and time again that that's not really
0: true. That's not true. Right? Do you remember
1: that less is more? You know. Do
0: you remember the Greyhound story?
1: No, I don't think I've ever heard. So of it.
0: Michael, Michael told this uh, story. He either read it or told it around the super culture. and I'm probably going to we'll botch probably, it yeah. up. But <laughs> but it's this we'll get is the, the gist way out. Yeah, we'll get <laughs> the gist of it. There was a, a prize um, champion Greyhound that quit dog racing, mm-hmm. and he was being interviewed. And so the first question was, why did you quit? You know, were you hurt? And so the, the greyhound said, no, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm in my prime. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. He says, oh, OK. Were you being mistreated by your owners? The dog said, no, they love me. They treat me like a king. I, I eat the best of foods. I have the best trainers. I have this. Yes. And he asked him about three or four more questions where, you know, the dog says, no, everything was great and to the interviewer just couldn't you know couldn't take it anymore it's like well why did you quit and he said i just realized the rabbit wasn't real <laughs> you know <How> amazing <laughs> like, is that yeah though? you know i just realized the yeah. rabbit wasn't real and and that's, and that's all it took yeah that's it
1: yeah. all the
0: prizes all the treatment all of that but it The rabbit wasn't real. It's the same thing for me, having protected so many older military members because you had to be, I think it's what, 26, 27 years at least to make four stars. Mm -hmm. So the only guys I protected had at least been in 27 to 30 years of the military. So Mm -hmm. most of them had adult kids. And there were so many retirement ceremonies we would go to where these esteemed men of honor for the 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 nation and its security here in the United States that were pleading for their family's forgiveness for being absent.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Trying to, hoping that the pomp and circumstances of how big the celebration was on behalf of it being such an esteemed military leader, that the family would ha- somehow accept that as, Yeah okay that you weren't here for this this and this and this for me
1: because you accomplished this
0: yes during... but it doesn't work no. <laughs> Like you said, the kids love the gifts they may get but they they still just wanted their mom or their dad
1: of course and i i don't think you've ever heard anyone on their deathbed say i wish i would have worked more i wish i would have achieved more or i wish i would have got this rank or you know it's usually the opposite you hear people say god i wish i would have Savor the little things more. I wish I would have spent more time with my family. I wish I would have traveled more. Yeah, you know. And what I'm starting to see, I remember hearing a line from Eckhart Tolle, and it said something. And I'm going to butcher this as well, but it says something. <laughs> we butchering
0: like, everything. Keep it going. We're just yeah. butchering. We fine. <laughs> I, I
1: mean, I'm not. I'm not Michael, right? I can't rhyme <laughs> off these amazing, fluent quotes like he can. But he says something to the lines of, "It's like we're always waiting for that future moment because we think some made up future moment going to be better than right now." Yeah. But then we spend our whole life waiting, right? Because you can't get to a destination that you've made up in your head. Yeah. Because how often do we strive, 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 sometimes for years, we accomplish that. Like, actually, I have a good story. I remember listening to this one, I don't know, it was a podcast years ago, um, maybe a few years ago. It's about this, you know, billionaire who, you know, worked, I don't know, 20 years to make his first billion dollars. So, he did at the expense of, I think he got a divorce. He was estranged from his kids. His health went down the crapper. I think he almost had a heart attack, whatever. But he wanted to make his billion dollars and make his company into this huge thing. And he did that. And then finally he did it. He accomplished what he wanted, sold his company for a billion dollars. And he said, you know how long the euphoria lasted? He said, he saw the number in his bank account. Someone bought his company for a billion. He saw the money transfer in his bank account. He went outside, sat on his kid's trampoline. And guess how long that euphoria lasted before he was back to his habitual ways of thinking?
0: What? 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Okay, yeah.
1: 20 years of blood, sweat, tears, breaking up his family, his health going down the crapper for 10 minutes of euphoria, right? It's kind of like Jim Carrey said, I I wish everyone could get rich and famous so they can see that that's not the way,
0: right? (laughs) That was my number one story in yeah. 2014 when I got tagged number one of 126 my performance report said it which guaranteed promotion which meant this mm-hmm. which meant that but man it was almost like doomsday if I look backwards with yeah. the destruction of relationships and mm-hmm. family and the things that was laying there the collateral damage of right. becoming number one it was
1: not like, worth it right and What I'm starting to see is honestly, everything is in the journey. It's not the destination at all. Yeah. Right. The destination might give you 10 minutes of euphoria, but you 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 can't wait. Yeah. And then (laughs) you're on to the next thing anyways. Right. It's it's not, it's in the journey. We do have to try and find a way to enjoy, you know, the moment and all the little things in between, because the destination isn't going to give us, what we think it's going to give us we think oh if i can just do this then yeah. i'll feel happy and at peace and live happily ever after but that's an illusion right yeah. there's so much goodness and richness and yumminess in right now right all the now. little things that go into right getting to that destination and it took me a long time to see that because i was missing it before i was too in my head innocently i didn't know any better i was doing the best i could i didn't want to be in my head of course you know, and I have a lot of compassion for myself about that. Um, and that's why this understanding has honestly saved me because I just don't take me being in my head so seriously anymore. So it passes quicker. So I'm able yeah. to enjoy the moments with my kids instead of going, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Oh, my God, I need to do this. Right. I'm able to kind of just let that become background noise now and just enjoy the moment. Right. As yeah. simple as it is, because honestly, that's where all the best stuff happens.
0: And I, in the I simplicity of it.
1: life
0: I could see it i could I could yeah. see it in your face and it's it's that's something best. to when you've not just heard it's possible but when you're being it when it's it's in your life like you're living this fully and that means mm-hmm. that that's why you're able to show up like you are now it's because mm-hmm. like you said, I wasn't ready
1: no I wasn't.
0: I wanted to increase or, you know, deepen whatever way you want to describe it, the grounding, mm-hmm. but look what that did. What, what, you know, what comes of that, what you're able to see. And now the, you're, you're in the coaching game again. I'm starting to see the videos, right? But the, yeah. the vibration of them resonates a lot harder. Yeah. It's like, you're not telling me something they told you in class. You're telling mm-hmm. me something you've walked through. You're right. telling me something. You're walking my
1: own insights. yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: your own. Yeah. Now, we may shape it with those mentors and people before us, but you're telling yeah. me that this—it's possible, mm-hmm. given my external circumstances—to live with the peace. Yeah. And I'm watching you do it now. and yeah. I just think that's. I think that's so so beautiful. Um,
1: yeah. And it took me a while to get here. You know, even after I came across this understanding, I still was trusting my coach's insights over mine. Mm. right and I didn't get there overnight it took me a while to trust my own inner knowing more than someone else's because I was thinking well who am I to question a coach that's been in this understanding for 30 years but yeah. they say is gospel and I should probably try to believe that and live my life that way and now that they were telling me to that was me doing that of course but yeah, yeah. I'm starting to realize that nothing is better than my own inner knowing yeah. right and, I, and I'm learning to trust that more because that's where all the answers are and I'm learning that more and more all the time and I'll continue to learn that till the day I die
0: I I absolutely love that that's the the number one thing I often scream from the rooftop about Michael for me at least yeah he never wanted me to sound like anybody else but myself of course never wanted me to be anybody else but myself
1: yeah It just feels yucky when you try, you know, when I used to try to rhyme off and talk like (laughs) Michael or talk like whoever, right. It just didn't feel good. And it didn't come across good. I'm sure. I remember, you know, I'm sure people would watch that stuff and be like, Oh God. And just turn it off. Right. I would (laughs) turn it off too. I get that, you know, but it's not like there's no one that knows any more, any less than you do. We all, We all have this amazing inner intelligence. We're just, I just feel like a lot of the time we just don't trust it, right? We're like, who are we to question experts or this person or that person? Mm -hmm. Because so much value has been placed on the experts. You know, and it's not, and I'm not saying that it's wrong to consult an expert sometimes, it's great. But doing it for, I do it now from a different place than I used to. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't do it out of insecurity like I used to. I do it because maybe it just seemed like the right thing of the oh, yeah. at the time. But in the day, what guides me is my gut and my intuition. Yeah. And I'm learning to trust that and listen to it. I used to just override it all the time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And I used to value my intellect so much over that inner knowing because my inner knowing sometimes didn't make sense by my intellect. Yeah. You know, it would, when it would seem illogical or I couldn't rationalize it. But honestly, I'm learning that a lot of the best things in life can be rationalized. And sometimes they aren't logical.
0: At but they're all. freaking
1: fun. And they yeah. feel good. And I'm trying and I'm learning to just follow that and trust it, even if it doesn't make complete sense. And I can't see the entire path in front of me. Because honestly, yeah. that's where I feel the best, the most alive, the most, you know, lit up. Right. And I don't think you can go wrong when you follow that.
0: I don't think you can either. I really yeah. don't. I absolutely love that. Man, so you've just been dropping all that knowledge all day <laughs> long, you know. Um, I'm gonna set you up for one last um, I guess you say, well, no, I want to say your last, but <laughs> one of one of your, you know, platforms that you speak on. I just want to open mm-hmm. it up for you to share your heart with the community. Most you can write, sure. you know, talk about a book. You talk about yeah. coaching things because you're back in the game. They need to find you most definitely. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, just share your heart. What's new? What's been been good? And uh, they'll be the last voice you hear. But I truly, truly, truly want to tell you how much I love the way you showed up today and how open you are as we had this discussion. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, likewise, Rob. You make it easy, honestly. You're the best interviewer ever. <laughs> <laughs> so easy to talk to. But if I was just going to say one more thing, um, I try and help people that are struggling a lot with stress and anxiety and, you know, really overstriving, you know, type A personalities like I used to be. I just honestly want people to know that if they're struggling with stress and anxiety and feeling overwhelmed all the time, that overcoming that can be so much simpler than we make it, you know, and I, and, and I know that most people have been taught that they have to work really hard for anything they really want in life, right? If they just try harder, then they can overcome their anxiety. And if they just do these techniques and practice this, and they have enough willpower and determination, but I'm starting to see that it's, it's trying so hard that sometimes it's preventing people from overcoming that very thing, that honestly, it can be so much simpler than that if we let it. The best things in life can be simple and easy, despite what modern society has us thinking, right? That the freedom and the feelings and you know the well-being and peace that you're looking for is so much closer than you think it is. And all it takes is deepening your understanding about the truth about life and your true essence as a human being, and that you already have all the answers you're looking for. And they're so much closer than you think. They're just one thought away. And I just want people to know that if they're struggling right now, that you are so much closer to everything you're looking for. So please don't give up hope ever. And I think that's the main message I want to get across, that things are so much simpler than we think they are most times. We just have to be willing to look in that
0: direction. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind. Have the day you deserve.